Australian Muscle Car Magazine is one of the most respected voices in motoring media. There's been over 140 issues and thousands of stories published in the last 22 years, from the amazing muscle car machines of the past to the present and the stars that steered and built them. AMC has something for everyone. Delve into the heritage of homegrown high performance now at musclecarmag.com.au. A Motorsport Podcast Network production. Hey everybody, it's Repco Bathurst. Well, I was going to say daily, but it's really nightly because we're sitting down on Saturday night before the great race to talk about all the goings on on Super Shootout Saturday. I think that's what it's officially called. I'm Aaron and great to have you with us as we take a look uh, back at today and forward at Sunday race day. Will Dale's got the other microphone. Hello, Will. How you going? I'm going great. We are sitting around the kitchen table in the house that we're staying in here at Mount Panorama. <sighs> Five down. One to go. It's the best day, though. Christmas yes. is tomorrow. <laughs> Don't get up too early and unwrap your super cup presents. Or t- Christmas might be today, depending on when you're listening to it. True. Us. This is very true. I mean, given that the race has been pushed back to 12.15 start time, it's more time to listen to our podcast on Sunday morning if you're not sitting up Saturday night when we release it. So, win-win. Perfect. Yeah. And it's, it is actually lucky that we recorded this, have recorded this so late on Saturday night. Otherwise, we would have missed a reasonably big piece of news that happened after the shootout. And we should probably get straight into that. So, since the top 10 shootout was held on Saturday afternoon, uh, both the Erebus cars have been scrubbed, sorry, thrown out of the shootout. It's a bit of an 80s reference. Uh, scrubbed, disqualified, excluded, call it what you will. Kicked to- out. <laughs> kicked, oh, kicked out sounds very harsh, very physical. But they, they're in the infraction, yes. Yeah, they're out. So, uh, Will Brown, Brody Kostecki, who had qualified, I mean, Brody's lap was sensational. That was, that was a, an ace job, perfect job. But they've been excluded. They'll start from the fifth row of the grid for the race, ninth and tenth. Uh, so we've now had three years in a row where a car, or in this case cars, have been excluded from the shootout for technical infringements, albeit one of them, Scott McLaughlin, was after the event in 2019. <laughs> yeah, it's a remarkable streak, and it's the sort of thing you don't expect to happen um, in this day and age, but of course, but apparently does happen in this day and age. And the thing that they were kicked out for, the cars, the cars were above the minimum weight overall, but they measured the weights of the individual doors and- some of them, some of the doors were underweight. Not all of them. Not all of the doors. Now I'm just bringing the um the report up, and on car nine, the left front, left rear, and right rear doors were underweight. So that's on Will Brown's mm-hmm. car, and the right rear door on Brody's car were found to be under the minimum weight for each such door, as prescribed by the vehicle specification description, the VSD. Um, I believe that's what VSD v- vehicle specification for. document document yeah, that's document. Yeah. it's well, late on Saturday night yeah, yeah. it's been a five day race meeting I'm yeah. here to help you you're here to help me you know yeah. the drill so, so they prescribe all the, these weights for these components minimum weights for these components so that people don't try and run mega lightweight things and run the, all their weight down the bottom um to try and gain a centre of gravity advantage. Not that we're suggesting that's the issue here, no, no, but that's why that over- rule exists. Clearly this is an oversight. Yeah. It's, a, it's an infringement that I can't remember ever seeing before no. in supercars about yeah. the door weights. I mean, we've seen a bunch of different technical things, and it's kind of the, the rules are if it's if it's not meeting the rules, it's out. Yeah. Basically, if the ball's not on the line, it's out. Exactly. So uh, that's what's happened here. And, of course, as you said, centre of gravity, where you put weight in a race car helps it impacts it, does things to it. So if, if we didn't know that before 2019, we certainly knew about it after. <laughs> yeah, so you've got to have rules and you've I know that there's been some V8 sleuth social media chatter tonight before we came on to record this that 
oh, it's a small thing, it doesn't matter, but the rules are the rules and they're there for a reason. But they're still in the race. They are still absolutely in the race. Those two cars have been beautiful for the last few days. They've mm. been in the top five or six right throughout the course of practice, qualifying. Uh, they did have that minor issue with the 99 during practice today where it ended up in the gravel of the chase with David Russell. Did just it? just yeah. means that you're having a little bit of a go, things happen, as long as it's not on Sunday. Exactly. doesn't exactly. really matter. So. The start of the day, though, overall, is Chaz Mostert. Oh, for sure. And, and even he said in the post-race, well, post-qualifying press conference that it's very strange to say I've got my second Bathurst 1000, but we'll start from P1 for the first time at a Bathurst 1000 because <laughs> according to the record books, he is the pole sitter from the 2019 race because Scott McLaughlin was scrubbed, but it was after the event. So McLaughlin started from first, Chaz started from second. He's credited with the pole in the record books. He got... As far as I'm aware, he got the cash money and the – I'm not sure if they got the check to him, the big, huge cardboard one, but he's in the record books uh, as having that. But today he got the real one and he did it with a real lap time, 203.37. It undercuts the time that McLaughlin actually did just in 2019. So it's the fastest ever supercars lap of the mountain and what a way to do it. Oh, it was an incredible lap. The car looked absolutely on rails throughout the entire thing. And as the splits were coming up, it was pretty clear that it was something special. Purple sectors all the way. And as it turned out, no one could get near him. Great shootout because oh, it was great. the pace kept going and going and going. And the times were chunked and chunked and chunked. It wasn't people beating one another by smidgen, smidgen. Mm. They were actually really taking a chunk. And Van Gisbergen, I mean, he brushed the wall on, on his lap. Uh, he was seventh, but he's now fifth because yeah. he's, he's earned a couple of spots back with the Erebus guys moving down the order. We'll recap the grid for you very soon here on the pod, but um, Brody Kostecki's lap is going to stick in my mind for a long time. That was, but probably not the lap, I swear George Commons cried. There was a oh, tear or two there. He, he yeah, was yeah. really invested in it. And, and there's like we've said on this podcast during the year, at the start of the year, no one had Erebus with those two young blokes doing uh, what they've done. No one? Well... Who was going to predict that Will Brown would be provisional pole at Bathurst, that he would win a race, that he would be in the top 10 in the championship, all these things along the way? Well, the amount of people that did write them off, but I would like to say that I did expect them to do the odd good thing. They've just done more good things than I expected. I was going to say, their good has been better than the good that Mm. a lot of people probably thought. But now the thing is executing in the biggest race of the year. So they're right in the mix. Chaz on pole, he and Lee Holdsworth have been sublime in the last couple of days here. Great when a driver comes out of a full-time ride and you've got them fresh. Holdsworth's in that perfect frame. Mm. He's been solid in all those co-driver sessions. I love that we get those split sessions now because it gives those drivers proper laps. Yeah. But you also get an idea on where they are in comparison with one another mm. because more often than not, they're going to race one another um, come the race. Yeah. But sometimes they might get out of kilter with the, the main drivers, but you get a pretty good form guide between them all. Oh, for sure. Um, to that end, it's been interesting seeing what's been happening with the Triple Eight cars that they've been reasonably quick in those sessions, but not without problems. Like the 88 car with Craig Lowndes in it and Jamie Wincup, of course, had dramas with weird vibrations all throughout the day. And um, it's the sort of distraction you don't need the day before the biggest race of the year. They've been under the radar, I guess you would say, in terms of their on-track performance so far. But when it was asked of... I think it was Cam Waters in the press conference Saturday afternoon. Mm. Uh, you know, you, you surprised? He said, oh, they'll be there. Yeah. They'll, they'll be there in the race. They yeah. just – no one's writing them off because I think you're a mug if you do that with, with that mob, particularly at this place for this for this race. So, it's going to be 
Chaz v. Anton on the front row of the grid. Anton yes. Di Pasquale, just under three-tenths off in car 11 for the Shell V Power Race team. Cam Waters and Tim Slade will share the next row of the grid. Of course, Brody Kostecki plucked out of there. So Tim Slade now has his best ever Bathurst 1000 qualifying hmm. in that cool drive Mustang. Um, Van Gisbergen and uh, Tanda, the defending champions, moved to P5. The Davo boys, Will and Alex, moved to six. Uh, Nick Perkett now gets um, his equal best Bathurst 1000 qualifying for Brad Jones Racing. Uh, he and Dale Wood start seventh. Jack LeBrock also, well, tenth was his best, but he's just got better yeah. <laughs> because he and Zach Best, who's really surprised. I th- I he's been good. He's been really week. good. Yeah. The Jack and Zach show is going along pretty well, and the truck is this Mustang, and then the Erebus cars to start from position nine and ten. So that's how... The top 10 lineup for the race, of course, it's a 25-car field for this year's race, 24 uh, regular cars, one wild card. Outside the 10, Wink up 11, 12 was Bryce Fullwood, Scott Pye 13th from Mark Winterbottom, Brock Feeney in the super cheap auto wild card car in 15th, uh, James Courtney next from Heimgartner, Hazelwood, Reynolds, Dave Reynolds starting fairway back, 19th, mm. Fabian Coulthard, Jake Kostecki, McCauley Jones, Zane Goddard, Jack Smith, and Gary Jacobson. That is the lineup for... 161 laps, race 31 of the championship. And uh, there's a couple of things that came out of that shootout before the Erebus stuff all mm. happened. A little bit of history, a little bit of this, a little mm. bit of that. Do you remember the last time that Walkinshaw were on the front row or indeed on the pole position for Bathurst? It feels like a long time ago. I don't remember it happening in the last 10 years. No, you're right, because it was 12 years ago, 2009, go. when Garth Tanner had gone back-to-back for HRT. I mean, they've changed their name twice yeah. since then. So, uh, that's a long time between drinks for that team. Uh, it is the team's eighth Bathurst pole position, and they're 96th in the championship. Oh, wow. And it's been a long time since number 25 took pole. It's won before, remember, with Peter Brock, John Harvey, and Larry Perkins, and Tony Longhurst, and Thomas Mazira. It's the first time car 25's taken pole. Since 1977, Peter Brock in the Bill Patterson A9X. Uh, Holden fans, cover your ears. It didn't go well in the race. Uh, <laughs> Ford, I think history shows, uh, nailed it. First time that we've had five cars in the shootout in the threes. Yeah, that goes to underline just how fast it was. Although a couple of those cars have <laughs> Brody's times uh, disappeared out of the running now. Uh, so yeah. that's, you know, that's removed us down to three officially, but. It was five that actually did that time. You know, it was pretty intense. History doesn't record that they did them, though. Uh, we record that they did them. It just doesn't count. We, uh, you got to write it down. It physically happened, but it's not in the actual results. Because Natsoft, the online website, scrubs them. Yeah. I'm not sure that they keep them. We definitely do. That's why I saved two versions before they scrub them. So, um, and it ruined. it's ruined another great stat. <laughs> it's ruined it. I'll tell you why. Because before those Erebus cars got plucked out of the order, Mm. it was the first time since 2007 that each row of the grid for the first five rows had a Holden and a Ford on it. There you go. That that was a good one. I'm sad that that one's gone now. Yeah. So, after that, I've got not much. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, plenty going on at Bathurst. Brock Feeney today crowned Super 2 Series champion, which was, we said it, um, you know, a couple of days ago that it was all going that way, and that's indeed the way that it has gone. So, he's- Done Super 3. Mm-hmm. He's done Super 2. Only one place left He's to go. He's going to Super 1 next yes. year. Do we call it Super uh, Supercars? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that, I was, that thing, yes. I was just trying to do the number <laughs> yeah. thing. I was just trying to do the number thing. Um, really, really, really scrappy Super 2, Super 3 weekend. There was constant yeah. accidents, constant yellow flags in the races, constant red flag in qualifying and practice. 
I think there's a lot of teams going home from the round this weekend who are looking at themselves going, geez, we spent a lot of money and did barely any racing. Oh, it, it does seem to be – it seems to have been a running theme with a lot of the sport categories this weekend. But before launching into that, um, do want to pluck out one positive. Aaron Seaton finished third today. Best result. Yeah. yeah. So, that was great to see that um, – uh, that was great to see him finally convert. Ultimately, he was fortunate to be that high up the grid because qualifying for race two was one of those sessions that copped a couple of red flags. Ironically – Aaron was in the middle of one of the red flags of that session when he crashed under the bridge coming out of the chase. Um, But because they reverted back to combined practice times, he ended up in third place, which ironically had been impacted by red flags in those sessions. But Mm -hmm. he hung on to the spot and there were a few good few racing laps there where he had to hold people off. And he also let uh, the cat out of the bag today too about what he's doing next year. That he did. He's, he's staying on. With, staying. Yeah, he's mm. staying on with Matt Stone Racing for another yeah, year. Yeah, so, I mean, he needs another year in Super 2 to really keep honing his craft. It's been a you know a, a stop-start season uh, for, well, everybody for in every, motorsport, yeah. but particularly in Super 2. So, uh, more miles for him next year to focus in there. I mean, if he keeps developing the rate he's going, Aaron Seaton, you know, an endurance co-driver is probably looking pretty good. Yeah, maybe well, next year. Well, you look at how he's improved since we were here in February. Like he's come on leaps and bounds. Mm. The fact that he mm. like fifth place at Sydney Motorsport Park last time out. It's yeah, he's heading in the right direction, which is good to see. Definitely heading in the right direction. A um, little bit of news kicking around at the mountain. It's been a big week for news <laughs> between Gen Three and uh, plenty of stuff going on. Jamie Winkup is about to walk out the door as a full-time supercars driver, but he's picked up another award before he leaves, before he potentially might win another Peter Brock trophy. He's won something else. Yeah, he's now a three-time Barry Sheen medalist. He picked that up. He was awarded that after the top 10 shootout because this year, no bespoke awards gala evening after the final round of the championship for the second year in a row. So they've been progressively handing out all the usual supercars awards throughout the race weekend. On the telecast as well. Yeah. yeah. It's actually a long time since he won this. It was 2008, the year he won his first championship, the Jamie last won the Barry Sheen medal. So, uh, and and if you're not sure, the Barry Sheen medal is actually voted on by uh, a range of uh, motorsport journalists who Mm. get given the voting cards. I was one of them. by supercars. It's an interesting award too, probably worth a quick chat about it. Mm. I mean, it came in after Barry had passed away. Uh, it's kind of the best and fairest, I guess you'd say, of supercars, but the voting criteria is really broad, like very broad. It's not purely how did you go on the track this year. It's mm. kind of a bit of it's fan appeal, it's me. It, like, there's so many different columns to choose from. It's actually um, quite difficult. So, mm. um, and it's just a... It's just a unique, strange one um, to have an award like this that just is so wide. I mean, you probably need to hone in the the criteria on, on what it is. But nevertheless, congratulations to Jamie Winkup. Um, that's what he needs, more silverware. Yeah. Can, you just, can you hear that groan from here? I think that's the sound of his trophy cabinet just <laughs> groaning under the weight of all the stuff that he's won over the years. Uh, there were plenty of other people who've picked up awards. We should quickly run through them. Apart from all the obvious ones like the champion, of course, is Shane Van Gisbergen. Mm. And the, he won the Driver's Driver Award, which is the award that all the drivers vote on. And pretty hard to go against him, even though there was a few people he might have roughed up along the way. I think everyone's, you know, 
begrudgingly accepts that he towelled well, everyone yeah, up this year. Yes. They've, they've got the respect to go that he was the driver's driver. I mean, look at the results. That that sheet tells it all. Uh, champion team we already know is Red Bull Ampole. De- Anton Di Pasquale with the Pole Award. Champion manufacturer Holden for the most race wins, which is just awkwardly strange given Holden is... Did they actually physically hand that one out this weekend? I haven't seen if they yeah. actually did, but obviously... There are representatives of, of GM here this weekend now with the Chevrolet racing shirts and GMSV and there's a big, fat, huge um, GMSV. It's like a truck out in front of the Red Bull yeah. merchandise as you walk into the track. Best event, Darwin Triple Crown up at uh, Hidden Valley. Uh, the Mike Cable Young Gun winner, uh, Matt McLean from Eggleston Motorsport. Uniquely, they've given that award and also the Super 2 Rookie of the Year Award to Matt McLean. I kind of thought that they were the same sort of thing, but there's because two Mike, separate awards. Because well, Mike Cable Young Gun can be voted across. You, you can be a younger or you can be a rookie in either Super 2 or the Supercars Championship. I don't think there were any. I voted on Mike Cable Young Gun Award this year. There were only three nominees mm. and they were all from the Super 2 series. Yes. Um, it was Matt McLean, Jay Robotham and Declan Fraser. So, yeah. um, And that, again, was on a bunch of different criteria, not purely based off their race result. But last year, they didn't give out the Mike Cable Young Gun Award since uh, the first time it was given was 2000. Mm. It wasn't awarded last year. It was just the Rookie of the Year Award to Jaden O'Jada. So um, so Matt McLean's got a couple of uh, nice big <laughs> silver dishes. So well done to him. Uh, he is the most rock star supercar driver I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to know if he goes to another team, whether they'll ask him to trim that two-tenths of a second lap off his head. <laughs> um, I guess we'll see. Nice. Nice call. Uh, best presented team, which is a fan's choice award, was the Shell V-Power Race Team, Dick Johnson Racing. And the best volunteer group was for the two Bathurst events, of course, the Repco Mount Panorama 500 and the Repco Bathurst 1000 that we are currently enjoying at the mountain. Uh, tomorrow morning, there's an important announcement going down uh, about next year before we get to the end of this year's championship. Yeah, it's, it's all, it always helps to know where you're going before you get there. Um, so our very own colleague, Stefan Bethalmans. You looked over your shoulder then as if he's listening to you. Yeah, is he here? Is he here? No, he's not. So we're going to have to talk about, about his work on his behalf. But he broke a bit of news this afternoon and revealed the, um, the basic outline of what the calendar is going to be for next year for supercars. Um, it'll be a 13-round calendar. And for the... First time, the bit that's one of the bits that's already been revealed is we're going to Newcastle for the very start of the mm-hmm. season, yep. the first time. Instead of ending the year there, as we've done on three previous occasions, been a long time since that's happened. It has, um, and also that Sydney Motorsport Park will hold the final round of the championship for the first time since two thousand and four. I was going to say, been a while since that's happened. Yeah, Mark Sampro's won 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 the title. Uh, that's weekend. right. They, he wrapped up the title on the Saturday race that yeah. Channel Ten put on live. Which at the time was, whoa, that's very different. Yeah, which is a wild thing to think. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, things have changed. Things we have changed. Very spoilt with the amount of live motorsport we get to watch nowadays. Yeah. And then next year's calendar will also expected to feature Simmons Plains, Albert Park, Wanneroo, Winton, Hidden Valley, Townsville, Sandown, Pukekohe, Bathurst, and the Gold Coast. But you'll notice I've, I've omitted a couple of things there, a particular location or in, in a particular state. Oran Park? Well, yes, that's technically true. Okay. Um, but that's not the one I'm going Longford? for. <laughs> <laughs> I said a particular state. Oh, yes. There's nothing from South Australia going on there no. by the sound of it. That, which is, uh, when was the last time South Australia may not have had a round of the championship? You'd have to go back to the 
60s, I guess. It, yeah, there has been a South Australian round of the championship, at least one South Australian round, every single year since the Touring Car Championship became a multi-round series in 1969. That's before me. It's before you. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Well, it's not all closed from as far as Stefan has reported that there is, um, we understand, a, a slot on the calendar that is floating. So mm. there could be a, a round there next year at I presume the bend is the obvious one, um, unless we have the race of a thousand years around the streets of Adelaide again. Well, there is an election coming up in March. Uh, and, yes, and there one is. One side has pledged. And they've said if they and win, it is in it's writing. Back. Yeah, yeah, so they say. Do you reckon that they could get it done for next year? Um, depends on how much is left that hasn't been sold off. But you know, you can do anything you when can, you've got a budget, a yeah. state budget, can't you? That's true. That's true. Well, we'll, we'll see what unfolds. Um, the we're of the understanding that the calendar is going to be officially announced with all the dates and all the elements tomorrow morning, that's Sunday morning, mm. in the lead-up to the race at Bathurst. So uh, good sleuthing from Stefan Bartholomew. He has certainly been with his nose to the ground and his ear to the ground here at Bathurst over the course of the last few days. Of course, you can read the website, v8sleuth.com.au. Plenty of content, plenty of stories, plenty of news, plenty of coverage over the course of this week at Mount Panorama. And a big thank you, too, to Ford and the Next Gen Ranger for supporting our Repco Bathurst 1000 website coverage over the course of this week. It's been fantastic to have them on board. Of course, the Next Gen Ranger uh, launched late last week. Uh, can't wait. Actually, I saw one in the paddock the other day. It looks good, doesn't Ooh, it? Oh, nice, yeah. nice. And, and the other thing is, speaking of Ford, there's a Ford Performance car display tent in the paddock here at Bathurst. And today I popped in there for a little handover. Uh, I wasn't being handed over and handed over to me. <laughs> yes. uh, there were some nice cars in there I would have liked to have had handed over to me. But Roland Dane was on hand to hand over the 2006 Lounds and Wing Cup Better Electrical Falcon that has been sold to a private collector. Um, it was handed over on behalf um, of, of Triple Eight from Roland. Of course, he's you know the outgoing managing director. I think we describe him as now, don't we? Um, he's always been outgoing. Yeah, that's feel. right. <laughs> nice, but I'm yeah. ching. Uh, to uh, the team from Muscle Car Warehouse who are going to display that car on behalf of the private collector who has uh, purchased it. So great to know that that car is going to be around. It was just time to move it on, Roland said. And, you know, they've got a lot of projects. They need the room and um, they've got plenty going on in the business. So yeah, I uh, feel like it must have been a pretty good dollar number. To I'm get sure it was a good Because that sure. has a lot of sentimental value. Yeah, it's Triple Eight's first winning car. First uh, win with Lowndes in 2005, and mm. of course it's a Bathurst winner, and it's a it's also a uh, a two time Sandown 500 winner as well. So oh, yes. it's done plenty of winning, and it's a pretty cool car in the the grand scheme of things for those guys. Uh, what else was going on today at Mount Panorama? Uh, S5000 stuff. There was TCR. There was Carrera Cup, which. I think young Harry Jones had a win in. It's hard to keep up with what was going on today. There was so much happening. Yeah, I guess the S5000s are the one constant throughout. They're, they're the only category that's on track every single day of this event. They had practice on, when did we get here? Tuesday? Tuesday? Is that when this Last year, it feels like. We've yeah. been here for a while. They practice on Tuesday. They had qualifying on Wednesday. And then they had one race every single day since including one tomorrow morning on race day. But all three of these S5000 races, including today's, have been have had safety cars or red flags. Today's, today's race was red flagged on lap one due to contact between Joey Mawson and Jordan Boys on, at the kink on the entry to the chase. That got my attention. Yeah, I think it got a lot of people's attentions. Um, certainly got Roberto Mary's attention. He saw that mess happening to the left side of him as the cars slid through the grass verge 
On the way to the left-hander of the chase, and he said, well, I don't really think I need this, and exited. he exited stage right and cut across the grass. And then Jordan, poor Jordan Boys ended up in the gravel trap. Um, his accident was completed, or at least so he thought, until the Japanese driver, Yoshi Kariyama, turned up and um, unsighted, ran wide, and smacked into the side of poor Jordan's car. So he joined the accident rather than was he, involved yes. in it. No, he joined the accident quite late. So uh, I believe there was a stewards inquiry into that accident that was going to happen post-race, but I haven't heard what the net result of all that was. Speaking of inquiries and penalties and things like that, I heard from a little birdie today that, remember, uh, every day blurs into each other, but uh, Nathan Hearn in Trans Am, Mm. who has wrapped up that series, and that's completed its weekend of of racing, which, by the way, so it wrapped up actually this morning. It was the first race on track. Mm. Um, he launched into this mammoth burnout Ooh, yes. on the pit straight. It was like, remember when Lowndes pulled one at the end of the 98 V8 1000? I think Larco joined in doing one as well. And what happened to Lowndes after that 98 1000? Got fined, I think, didn't he? Yes, he did. Well, I'm hearing that Nathan Hearn has two with a, a section of it suspended. So I'm not quite sure what uh, dollar number it was, but I think he got to please explain in a here, here's an invoice. So I feel like he'll. I feel like I don't want to speak on Nathan's behalf, but I, I reckon he'll feel like that was worth every penny. Yeah, <laughs> there's a couple of fried hoosiers uh, in at the at their compound. I would have thought after that, but um, I think one of them's been picked up by a very lucky opportunistic punter. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the tyres from the weekend has been. We saw it rolled in the media centre today. So <laughs> um, no names, but let's just say it's someone that we know pretty well this weekend who may have. Ended up with a nice souvenir from the weekend. Um, we want to send a, our, our cheerio and our best wishes too to Matt McKeldin, who, as many of you know, uh, from the driver's seat radio show on SEN that he does with Stevie Johnson. Matty and I used to commentate a bit of support racing on TV. He's been racing Trans Am in the Kubota Mustang. Uh, hit the wall at the top of the mountain in that race this morning in, in a shunt that was a bit like Jason Bright had in the Audi here at the 12 hour a few years mm. ago in, in practice. Pretty hard hit in the concrete. Um, the update from him was he's had a dislocated shoulder. He put up a, a video on socials today and he was not looking a well boy. So we send our best wishes to Matty and yeah. hopefully get him back for Trans Am Racing next year because he and um, the team at Kubota have been really big supporters of, of Trans Am, which has been really great this year. Um, what else do we see today? Uh, Harry Jones uh, had a great run and a win in Carrera Cup. Which it must be said is the second Carrera Cup round that's happening this weekend. Yeah, I think we talked about this. So the first two races are one round and the second two races are another round. And the qualifying session set set the grid for the first round and also set a grid for the second round. I didn't the go second into it that deeply. Yeah, yeah my, uh, my brain's spinning. We'll have to talk to Richard Crail. He's the uber lord of all things Porsche Carrera Cup. Uh, Jordan Cox. Guy's a star. Yeah. Seriously. He won the final TCR race to claim the Bathurst 400 crown. Um, overall, uh, he and Aaron Cameron, they're two young stars of that series who have done a, a really great job. So they're fighting for the race win, but they were fighting for the round win mm. as well. And in the end, it was the, the alpha that overcame the Peugeot. They were tied on points for the round for the weekend, but because Cox had won two of the races, he got the nod. Yeah. It's worth noting that um, Aaron Cameron is also going, or is also leading the points for the Tasman Cup, which wraps up yeah. um, with the last S5000 race tomorrow. Or today, depending or today, on when you yes. listen to this. It so, may have wrapped up by the time you listen to this. Speaking of race day, we should run you through what the schedule is because it's a bit different to what you would normally expect for Bathurst. Obviously, we've talked a lot about the main race starting later than normal, but it's all going to kick off 8.35am with the Toyota Gazoo 86 Racing Series with their final race. Supercar warm-up is at 10 past 9. That's a 20-minute session. 
Uh, there is a supercar events demo session straight off the back of that. So I think we'll get to see some more Gen 3. So I think that's a safe bet, yes. Yep, a few more drivers had a steer. Will Davison and Jamie Winkup got to go today. Uh, so who's been in the Mustang? Anton, Will and Cam Waters. Correct, yes. And in the Camaro, it's been Shane Van Gisbergen, and Jamie. Mark Winterbond was the other driver. And Winterbond was the other yeah. one. So um, I would expect that we see two fresh faces tomorrow, maybe get a go or maybe they recycle some of the others. Uh, S5000, as we'll mention, will have their final race 10.15 a.m. Porsche Carrera Cup will be um, the last race before the main race, 10.50 to 11.15 a.m. And then an hour after the finish or scheduled finish of the Porsches, the 161 laps of the Repco Bathurst 1000 begins at 12.15. And judging by the way that the race usually runs in more recent times, if we have a couple of safety cars, we're probably looking at about a 6.30-ish yeah. finish or, or thereabouts. So we'll wait and see. The other thing is, the whole time leading up to Bathurst, we've been t- sold this story of rain. <laughs> I still – I felt – Three fat raindrops about three days ago. That's all I've seen or heard. To be honest, I'm still waiting for last year's epic rainstorm to turn up. You remember that? They moved the race start time back an hour to avoid this um, torrential biblical Noah-esque downpour that was meant to strike the race halfway through, and um, that never quite happened. Still waiting for it. Yeah. Um, I'm just having a quick look at the latest weather forecast for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. 19 degrees for race day, mostly sunny. And the the rain percentage chances, man, nah, five, 5% all day. It's worth noting that ni- if it is 19 degrees, the maximum tomorrow, then that is actually the coolest day of running that we've had here all week. It's been mid-20s yeah. plus every day. And it's been – that sun's been really deep burn stuff. I've run it plenty, is a- of, plenty of sunblock in the last five, four, four or five days. It is summer. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, my, it's easy coming, to forget. It's easy from, to think you it's October because we're here in Bathurst. Coming from Melbourne, thousand. my body's not ready for this. My body's <laughs> just not ready. We've only I'm just not, been able to go outside again. I haven't got my summer body. Actually, probably haven't for about 10 years. Anyway, <laughs> uh, a couple of fines that we need. We talked about the exclusion from the shootout. There have been a few other penalties given from today's on track running, or yesterday's <laughs> if you're listening on Sunday. Uh, and one of them just really caught my eye. Practice five? Mm. which was the co-driver session from my memory, the last of the co-driver sessions. Practice six was for uh, all the drivers. drivers, So they were doing driver changes in practice six. Uh, Yeah, but this was from practice five. Mm. So, well, this is what's listed here. Yeah, so I think this is actually from practice six. Yeah, okay, it's been listed on on the wrong uh, practice session from the steward's summary of judicial outcomes from Motorsport Australia, but that's okay. We'll forgive them. They've got a a big weekend. Anyway, Mm. point of the story was, uh, I remember at Bathurst some years ago being in the commentary box for the main race and the door fell off as Cameron McConville and Garth Tander swapped for the Holden Racing Team. Mm. And I think I said something stupid like, uh, the door fell off. Well, duh, Aaron. Of course sure it did, did, yes. <laughs> but today the door knob fell off for David Wall and Jack Smith. Um, went to, I think it was Jack getting in. Yeah, it was Jack getting in. It was one of, it, like, you've got to, like, outwardly, you've got to see the humour in this because Jack's got, Wally's in the car, pulled up to the stop. Um, Jack's reached out, grabbed the door handle to open the door, and the um, door stayed in place, and the handle came off in his hand. And he's just he's just slowly looked down at it, thought, oh. dropped it on the ground, and then reached in and manually opened the door and just got on <laughs> just with the threw job. It on the deck and just <laughs> yeah. jumped in and left it with the rest of them. In hindsight, he shouldn't have done that because no, it ended up resulting in a fine. It, it, they've been fined a thousand bucks, of which half of that suspended till the end of the year um, because they shouldn't have been 
shouldn't have released the car on the track without the external door handle fitted. Yes. I mean, obviously, in the case of an accident or requirement of extracting a driver, you've got to be able to get into the car. So, yeah. having a door handle. I mean, it, it sounds ticky touch what I know, but you just would want nothing to go wrong yeah. that needed yeah. that to happen. And then you let the car on the track and it didn't have it happen. Uh, there were a couple of other fines, same values, 1000 bucks suspended um, half of that. Uh, Erebus uh, for car 99, they had rotating rear wheels during a practice pit stop and the same for the Irwin car, the Mark Winterbottom and Michael Caruso, Commodore from Charlie Schwerkos team. Really good to see Colin Bond here too over the course of the last few days. Um, he's kind of become a, I guess, a, an advisor, a you know friend of the team at Team 18. He actually gave Phil Key, the engineer, his first go in racing and mm. Phil came in as a kid when he was running the Sierras in the late 80s and Got about this podium finish in 88. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah, with Jonesy, yeah. Jonesy. Yeah. Um, th- that was the ultimate. Remember, we took. that was the ultimate. When I think of that podium, I think of just Alan Jones getting his Foster's T-shirt out the to his podium. <laughs> yeah, an excellent <laughs> bit of guerrilla marketing there from AJ. And Gr- then he had Gr- the captain with um with Bundaberg Rum. Oh, with Trevor Jansen. Crow. Yeah, yeah. We're going back in the files now here. I love talking old Bathurst. It's yeah. sa- Saturday night that we're recording this before the race and we're getting into a bit of old storytelling time of – the 1,000, it's the only way to be. Um, we've had a bunch of people come up and say good day to us over the course of the last few days who've been listening to the pod. Uh, we missed um, last night's one because we had a few other things going on. Um, but thank you, everyone, for tuning in, not just to, to this week, but to the pod right throughout the course of the year. We're going to press on through summer with a bunch of chats and a bunch of um, conversation topic uh, episodes to flow on through. Uh, Perkins Books, still at the National Motor Racing Museum. I've been bailed up by a lot of people <laughs> wanting copies uh, who were looking to buy at the Repco Trackside store. They're not there. There's a bunch of books that are there, though, uh, but the Perkins ones are, are over at the museum, part of the Perkins exhibition, which is really cool with some great Perkins cars and memorabilia there as well. So head on over there. If, you, if you're not going home straight away on Monday – Pop into the museum Monday yeah. morning. Uh, that's what we do because we don't want to drive into peak hour in Melbourne when we get yeah. back. So we go to the museum of a Monday morning. So if you're going to be there, say good day. We'd love to see you and see how your weekend went and what you've been up to and what you think of this year's great race. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. It's, it's race it's day tomorrow. It's shaping up to be a good race. Been hanging for this. I've been, yeah. uh, it was so hard to sit and watch last year and not be here. It's been so great to be back with – I mean, obviously, it's not a full crowd like we would normally have, mm. but I tell you what, it's way better than the alternative of, of last year, which, you know, talking to some of the, the TV people and Jesse Yates, and they always say it's the strangest event that they've ever been to because of the scenario that we had, but it's better that we got another chapter of Bathurst, Bathurst history written mm. than we had to flip a bunch of blank pages. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, yeah, as... As different as an experience as it was watching from the couch last year, um, it is nice to be trackside again. It's great to be trackside. I'm a bit over the sun, though. I'm ready for a few <laughs> clouds just to- oh, I'll uh, be a bit, about six and a bit hours of being inside tomorrow, I feel. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be a big one. Um, final thoughts. We haven't- The one thing that's really struck in my mind is all these support categories have been banging cars off fences all week. And the main game have had the odd scrape and bump and the odd little bit here and there. I know Matty Campbell um, had a drama today in the Andre Heimgartner car. But by and large, it's not been the same percentage, I don't feel, as some of the other categories. Maybe I'm feeling that way because there's so many other categories, so so many more opportunities for (laughs) stuff to go wrong. I I think you're right, though. Like, it's been a very clean lead-up 
for all the like you think back um a couple of years ago it wasn't really out of the realm it wasn't unusual to see one one of the maybe not even one of maybe not even one of the leading contenders but at least one car from the main game have a massive shunt on friday on mm. thursday or friday mm. and that just hasn't happily it hasn't happened this year yeah and i tell you something that's um I, just when you think you've got this race all figured out that you you feel the patterns forming mm. something happens to unravel them completely within a within an instant which is just how this place tends to be um the classic instance of the fastest car in practice and qualifying not necessarily being the car that even makes it 300 feet into the race uh, has happened before yeah and we're not wishing that on anybody, of course, but, no, but it the, just illustrates the fact you yeah, just don't know quite what yeah, you're going to get on Sunday. Yeah, and the, we get asked one of the most common ones that popped up on socials in the last 24 hours. When was the last time that the race was won by the car that started from pole? Now, of course, it's McLaughlin in 19, <laughs> but officially that the, ca- the car that, that started scrub, from grid position number one. Yeah, you got to like to word it. You got to get your terminology right yeah. for that one. But then you go back to Tander and Davison in 2009. So. Hmm. Um, it's been a while, but I mean, you can win this thing from anywhere. We went through a period there where Mostert won it from 25th, Lowndes won it the next year from 15th, and Will Davison won it the year after that from 17th. Yeah. So it really is anybody's race. We can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in over the course of the week. It's been great to see so many of you here at Bathurst for the Repco Bathurst 1000. Um, for the wrap-up of the weekend and of what's happened and what's unfolded out of it all, I've got to tell you, you've got to subscribe to the Castrol Motorsport News podcast. Uh, Stefan's on it with Andrew Van Leeuwen. They're doing a super job since we kicked that off, what, a couple of months ago, a month and a bit ago now. Yeah. Uh, so you'll get all your post-Bathurst download from what's unfolded there'll be plenty of news to come out of the weekend on the run-up towards christmas as well so certainly tune in to the boys for their deep dive not just in that but of course f1 um, in saudi arabia for the first time this weekend as well so there's still plenty of other racing going on beyond um, just what we're up to here at mount panorama this weekend so if you don't follow it already subscribe to it so you get that every time that it drops if you're listening to this podcast fair chance you're subscribing but if you're not (laughs) you should so you don't miss out on any of our episodes next week on wednesday uh, my sit down with jim richards which Mm. i did a couple of weeks ago before we came to the mountain and we talked if you're a Ford fan, you're going to love Actually, if you're a race fan, you'll love it. I but tell some good stories. You've already had a little listen. I have. Uh, fav- what, what's in this episode? Remind me. So, coming up in this episode, Jim talks a bit of NASCAR, a bit of um, Gold Coast Street Racing with Dick Midgley. Dick Midgley. Yes, Canadian NASCAR team owner. And he also talks a lot about the Sid Chrome Mustang. That's his iconic car. That's yeah. the- if the Coke Mustang made Alan Moffat, the Sid Chrome Mustang kind of made Jim Richards, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. And we also get a bit of Falcon Sports at Ann Chat. Bit of F5000. Bit of F5000. Yep. Um, which leads neatly into a bit of Bob Jane T-Mart's chat. Ah, yes. Here's a... Uh Here's how you have a franchise deal, I think, is the way to describe how that one (laughs) unfolded. Um, Some really good stories. So, Jim Richards uh, on the V8 Sleuth Podcast, powered by Repco, next week. Uh, Don't forget to get all the wrap-up from Bathurst in terms of the website. Head to ours, v8sleuth.com.au. Will, Stefan have been doing a super job. Jordan Trelaw's joined us this weekend too, who's done a great job with support categories and Trans Am and and S5000 as well. He may or may not know where that Trans Am tyre has ended up. It was seen in his vicinity in the media centre. Very closely in his vicinity in the media centre. I wonder where that's ended up. Interesting times. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in and listening to our pod. 
whether you're listening to it on Saturday night, whether you're camping on the mountain or you're, you're in a house or you're here or there or you're at home waiting to watch it on TV tomorrow or you're tuning in on um, Sunday morning to, to capture uh, a little bit more Bathurst content to get you ready for the race start. Enjoy the race. We are really looking forward to it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be in touch with you very, very soon. Cheers. Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car? best suited to. Just search Rego, the number two, and oil and find out.